to the Ladies of the Chains Disc Golf Podcast and welcome to the 2020 season. I can't believe we're here, but here we are. Joining me today in the studio is Nova Polite. How you doing, Nova? Uh, not too bad. Hey, uh, true fact, most podcasts go six episodes. Really? Yeah. That's I, like the average time? That's the average length before the people realize it's hard. I feel like such an oh overachiever. Also joining us in the studio is Lupe Herrera. Lupe, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys? I'm doing okay. All right. Yeah. How was your off season, Lupe? It was wonderfully lazy. I didn't <laughs> play. I, I don't think I've touched a disc since maybe December. I think that sounds about right. You're hitting up league and then I think you just... And then yeah, I, I fell off. Anymore. It was too cold. Yeah, yeah. Like this this off season was actually much nicer than last off season yes. for sure. But we still had like a gnarly stretch there yeah. for sure. Yeah, but it wasn't icy or snow on the it ground. Was it was just cold. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, winter is a thing. <laughs> Nova, how was your off season? Oh well, winter is a thing. <laughs> no, I'm a desert lizard. I that's true. Uh, by temperament, if not birth, and I do not like the cold. So I actually. Got back on the disc golf wagon about a month ago. Nice. I've been in my living room jumping up and down in front of the Wii Fit. Yes. I've been body shamed by a, <laughs> by an animatronic balance board. That's awesome. I was so stoked because this offseason, I actually got to hit up our women's league a lot. And Nova was there a lot, too. We got some rounds in, and that was super cool. And Lupe, you were there in December. Um, so yeah, it was really fun to actually get to play during the off season, except for that gnarly stretch. True. That I, I broke don't my game apparently. Cause yeah. I was so much better before that stretch, but it's fine. <laughs> oh my God. Right. Yeah. That's, that's the hardest thing is like putting down your pride uh, late in the winter, yes. early in the spring. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, it was weird because the league was on Sundays and there was like a stretch of like three or four Sundays yeah. in a row where it was crazy. Nice for no good reason. Yeah, it was nice. That's yeah. true. Yeah. I, I'm not knocking it. Shout out to Crispian for running league over the winter. We that love was you, Crispian. Yes, thank you, Crispian. All right, so a couple housekeeping items real quick. So about, I don't know, approximately 72 billion times on this podcast, I have promised that we were doing our next giveaway, and it just didn't happen for various reasons, but... Empty promises no more. So uh, this Wednesday, check out our Instagram and Facebook for um, our big giveaway. I'm going to give away a bunch of discs and swag and all the fun stuff. So um, check that out. Also, uh, we've mentioned a few times and out on social media, we are doing the podcast a little bit differently this year. And we're going to have uh, remote groups all over the world um, doing episodes. So if you and your local crew are interested in recording an episode, it's as easy as having a an iPhone with, you know, voice record on it, or I can help you figure out some other ways to do it. Um, I'm really excited to outsource and uh, make this more of a worldwide community thing. So really excited about that. All right. So, hey, new season. We'll start like we always do with what you've been discing, where each one of us shares something disc golf related that we are stoked about. So Nova, what you've been discing? Well, the season is one day old. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, I've already gone over the um, off-season training regimen, uh, but uh, first tournament of the year was yesterday, yeah. the Canyon Waiko at Wyandotte County Park in Shawnee, Shawnee Bonner Springs, Bonner, Springs. Bonner, Springs, Bonner yeah. Springs, Kansas, and it was windy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's windy today, but it was windy yesterday, yeah. and uh, there's three of us in FPO, myself, Kim Janola, who is now sick with the baloney virus, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and Kaylee Kincaid. Yeah. And... I took down first. It yeah, was a, it was a good time. Yeah, awesome. Waiko in the wind can be a really tricky read. Absolutely, it is wide open. There's a stretch yeah. of four or five holes where you're just 
getting everything blown away. It's ridiculous. I, I opened my mouth to shout about how good a drive was and all my feelings came out. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What about you, Lupe? What you been discussing? Um, I, the Kansas City Corporate Challenge yeah. has opened up registration. Um, so my employer had their, their annual kickoff. Um, the men's disc golf captain, Brian Holton, and I, we had uh, one of those Innova pop shots things the portable baskets oh, yeah, yeah. um all right in the lobby trying to get people to sign up and and you know just show them what disc golf is about and then we got to putt in the lobby which was nice except when you hit one of those big metal support beams in the uh, <laughs> in the lobby it, it made a nice clanging sound um so that was fun. I was looking forward to that a lot. Did you recruit anybody? Or? I did, Thanks. and I and I'm excited about it because I'm trying to get. My goal is to get at least three or four women out um, practicing, even yeah. if they don't make the ultimate team. I don't even care if I make the team. Sure. If somebody's better than I am, please yeah. by all means take my spot. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was fun, and also I found that most people wash their discs. <laughs> I learned that. Sure. Like they wash their disc. Well, I clean mine, but I use like Clorox wipes. And now I'm like, well, maybe that's degrading my plastic. Maybe I shouldn't do that. Yeah, I do. I, that, I do that soapy water. Question. Right? Like, yeah. I don't know. That's what I've been disking, just cleaning my disc, yeah. getting ready for a season. I'm like, here you go. There's a little dirt in there. I feel like dirt adds grip, though. So I'm always hesitant to wash them. But maybe that's just crazy talk. I don't know. Uh, Kim's not here, but on her behalf, and because I see this happen, I, yeah. I can share what she does. Uh, she will load up the whole kitchen sink like old school style, like she's yeah. doing dishes right. in yeah. the 1960s, yeah. and wash and drain all yeah. of her discs like yeah. before any tournament yeah. that she considers important. Yeah, I clean my discs before any like big tournament. Well, I guess that's a rules check, right? Like if you have enough mud on your disc, it could like potentially be illegal is that i i don't think that's it i just think it's a habit like like um, i think the next time somebody calls that will be the first time somebody calls that probably yeah no i just have a habit from like yeah. softball growing up i just made sure that all my things were packed and clean and ready to go the night before yeah. so that i kind of transitioned that into disc golf like i have to clean my things my bag has to be ready to go the night before yeah totally. i totally get that impulse uh first thing in the morning i'm stupid <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's late at night. I'm awake. I'm aware of what's going on. Mm -hmm. That is the time to get my act together for the next day yeah. so that I can just wake up in the morning, have a cup of tea, blindly grab my bag and skedaddle. Yeah. I don't have to think. And that's crucial. I just have the GPS set to a quick trip for the breakfast of champions. Yes. Oh, yeah. And then I'm ready to go. <laughs> uh, so for me, before I get to the exciting part, I'm going to overshare a little bit and take a quick trip to Bummertown um, just because this is something that I'm positive other women have gone through. And so I will share what happened to me yesterday. So for me, there's a couple days every month that I am in a great deal of pain and just not in a way that I can really successfully play in a tournament. And I've been very fortunate that the timing has worked out that I've never, ever had to drop a tournament because of it. And like, like I plan my tournaments accordingly, but yesterday I had to drop a tournament um, because Aww. of it, which was such a bummer. And like, there's plenty of women way worse off than me. And obviously lots of people with different kind of chronic conditions that can get in the way of tournaments. And it's just a thing that it's rough because, you know, I don't have all uh, Saturdays off anymore. So I had to, you know, make plans and, and all of this. Um, so 
yeah, kind of a bummer. It was my supposed to be my first tournament of the year on my home course, but it just didn't happen, and, and that's just the way it goes. Uh, but I'm really hopeful that I'm going to be able to switch some stuff around at work and play um, in Lawrence on the 28th at the Centen- or uh, the Lawrence Open at Centennial, um, which is one of my most favoritest courses in the whole wide world. So I'm I'm really looking forward to um, <laughs> starting my season at some point Woo-hoo. and just excited to play because yeah, I was super bummed to not play but I don't know sometimes it's nice to be in that position and just be reminded about like how much you really like to play and how much you really want tournaments and kind of get that fire going in my belly a little extra um, I think than I had it before so all right we're going to take a quick break and when we come back coach Nova's red hot tip top tip live Ladies First Disc Golf is the most comprehensive retailer for women's disc golf needs. With over 50 five-star reviews on Google and Facebook, listen to what their customers have to say. Claire R. says, great products, even better customer service. I love all things Ladies Disc Golf and was really excited to discover Ladies First Disc Golf. I received my first order quickly and with the sweetest personalized note. I am thrilled to support women in disc golf in a new way. If you are looking for stylish and comfortable disc golf apparel and discs for women disc golfers of all skill levels, Ladies First Disc Golf has your needs covered. Visit ladiesfirstdiscgolf.com and use the code LOTC20 at checkout to get free shipping on your order of $20 or more. It's time for Coach Nova's Red Hot Tip Top Tips. Quick clips of gripping tips and surprising advising with no compromising. Coming to you when I feel like it on the Ladies of the Chains. Hey everybody, Coach Nova here with a live Red Hot Tip Top Tip. You may have noticed that I'm not doing this as an ordinary feature every episode, and the reason for that is I'm stupid. (laughs) Coming up with a Red Hot Tip Top Tip every two weeks is brutal because there is only so much intelligence to go around, and I do not have all of it. So I'm going to tell you right now, every now and then I might think of something smart this year, but don't count on it. you got to remember... Knowing when to talk is tip-top, but knowing when to shut up is red-hot tip-top. Back to you, Becca and Lupe. Oh, gosh. Should I say something about maybe, like, there's some card mates that I've had at times that could also use that advice. So yeah. that's good advice. Yes. Yeah, we could it segue is. into a discussion And myself as well. Because because, uh, me too. I don't know how to shut up. Yeah, have you <laughs> ever... I mean, especially as women, you know, show up at the course... And there's like 83 guys <laughs> who all think they're Coach Nova. And they're all like, I got a red hot tip top tip. Yes. Oh, oh my God. So many That's red hot cool, tip top though. tips. That's pretty cool. You are Nova famous. Yeah, you are famous. Well, just well, no, famous. well no, 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 no. I, well, I'm, it's not necessarily a red hot tip top tip. I'm, right. I'm just I saying see. the advice dogpile sometimes yes. can happen. Oh, okay. That's true. And it's yeah. like, it's like, no, y'all be quiet. That being said, though, if any of our listeners do have questions that they would like to submit to Nova, we can make a new segment where Nova answers your questions. This is true. So you can email us at ladiesofthechains at gmail.com or reach out on Facebook or Instagram. And we would love to make that happen. So please I, do. I, I do want to do something. <laughs> I almost want to be the first person to ask a question based off today's Red Hot Tip Top. Coach Nova, I can't seem to shut up whenever it's important. What do you recommend I do? I'm going to throw that one over to Zen Coach Nova. (laughs) (laughs) Might remember Zen Coach Nova from, I think, episode 10 last season. (laughs) Zen Coach Nova, take it away. 
you must understand that no matter how smart you think you are, you are actually very stupid. <laughs> and 10 years from now, you're going to look back on you right now and say, wow, I was very stupid. The same way you right now look back on you of 10 years ago and say, wow, I was very stupid. <laughs> so before you open your mouth, think, would me of 10 years from now think that this is stupid? If the answer is yes, keep your fool yap shut. <laughs> Back to you, Coach Nova. I got no argument with that. All right. Thank you, Coach Nova. I, I will take that critique to heart next time I'm on deck. If we don't get questions now, I don't know what to say. Hey, I also <laughs> forgot to yeah, mention. Yeah, that's really encouraging, <laughs> isn't it? Absolutely. I'm ready for a second question. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I forgot to mention we are going to be recording a video soon. And Lupe and I are really excited about it. We're doing a video with Nova and Kim. And Nova, would you like to say something about that? Uh, sure. Inspired by, I mean, you got to give a shout out. Inspired by uh, CCDG's uh, Starter Pack Challenge. Mm -hmm. uh, we're doing our own local variant using uh, starter packs provided uh, by Kim of uh, Team MVP. So we'll be throwing MVP and I think some Axiom discs. I'm not sure if they're cool. in the starter packs or not. It'll be the four of us. We're going to video it. And, uh, hopefully it'll be an entertaining and good time. <laughs> um, and we already mentioned it on the podcast, but now that you're here in person, congratulations for joining Team MVP Nova. Yes, That congrats. is awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Bringing my total count of sponsors up to two, which... <laughs> <laughs> means when I get a trophy, oh. I'm twice as boring now. I know uh, I can see it, but I have I have my ugly Christmas sweater. Ugly on Christmas sweater, all right. From your other sponsor, Disc Store. There's that's, their logo right there. That's right. Plug, so. plug. So go to <laughs> discstore.com and buy things from MVP. Yes. Yes. Or dzdiscs.com is also a great place to buy stuff. All right. This so. is this. Oh my God! I feel like such a sellout now. I don't know what to do. <laughs> Well, we should maybe listen to Coach no Zen Coach Nova's <laughs> advice from earlier. You brought that back so fast. That has to be a record. I told you I was taking that critique to heart. All right. Now for our topics of the week. Steer this ship straight. All right. Um, so one thing that I really wanted to talk about, um, I was watching uh, the Las Vegas Challenge coverage a bit, and then I was watching through the memorial um, and obviously anyone who watched the memorial probably thought to themselves, huh, elevated baskets, right? Cause there were like so many elevated baskets and I'm a big fan of the NBA and basketball. And I was just thinking about the comparison of disc golf and basketball, just that, you know, basketball hoops are like regulation, right? Like we were just at an NBA game in Oklahoma city and like, there's guys out there like before the game starts, like with rulers and making sure everything is like a hundred percent legit. And, uh, obviously disc golf is a very different sport, but it is a very interesting challenge. And really what made me think about it was, um, henna's putt, which is a very like nose down pitch putt. Mm -hmm. And and that's a real challenge on on those elevated baskets if you don't have kind of more of a spin putt. Um, and I guess that's kind of goes into like learning all the shots and things like that. Um, but yeah, Nova, tell us about elevated baskets in your life and your kind of thoughts about them. And, and I don't know, like what what do you do? 
Wait, you're saying that some baskets are higher than <laughs> others? <laughs> yeah, you're kind of an interesting person to ask about. Yeah, this. I, don't, but I, don't, I also like that. I know, I, I like this because everybody looks viewpoint. right at right, me. Right, it's right, like, right. okay. <laughs> okay, you can't hear height. So um, I'm just going to say it. I'm six foot four. Right. Uh, if you're not in freedom units, that's uh, 1.93 meters. And freedom units. <laughs> I prefer to call them moon landing units. <laughs> oh. <laughs> If we're going to go to the moon, we're going to do it in feet and inches. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Where was I? Oh, yeah. Uh, when you're 6'4", every putt's downhill. Right. I, I don't know. Right. <laughs> no, seriously, though, you actually, I think, it's, I think it's a good point. And in all seriousness, even if you don't have an elevated basket, sometimes on a course there's one basket that's like six inches higher or lower yeah. for no good right. reason. That's right, right. And I don't, I don't know if you've noticed, but... Putting on that one basket is weird. It's like yeah. everything's either smacking the nickel or caging yeah. out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that the elevated baskets are just that writ large. Yeah. And um, I mean, is there a way to practice for that? Like, is it really, you know, about having a different kind of putt or a different kind of shot when it's, you know, that elevated and you can't really practice for it exactly? Well, well. I don't know. I think the physical act of putting is the yeah. same whether it's just uphill or downhill. Sure. Because all you're doing right. is changing the height of the target. Yeah. Uh, I think what really changes, and I think uh, I want to hear what y'all think, is the elevated basket is much farther away from the ground mm. as opposed to an uphill putt, right. which is yeah. a regular height basket, which is attached to terra firma. Yeah. Um, so if you miss on an elevated basket, it's going to be a lot different than you miss an uphill putt. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You're short like me, Lupe. Sort of. I'm shorter than you. But yeah, what do you? What do you think? Um, I'm five six, which is still yeah, it's still two inches taller than me. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I would prefer if disc golf was similar to other sports in which we had regulation baskets, regulation tee pads, things like that. Mm. Um, I know that I think right now the only thing we actually have regulations on are discs, and that's because they the PDGA. Does right. it decides what meets our criteria and what doesn't. I think elevated baskets are kind of gimmicky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It almost feels like we're trying to do a putt-putt version and try sure. to get people involved because, oh, look, it's a hanging basket. How cool yeah. is that? It's up in the air. And sometimes I think they just do the elevated baskets for sponsorship reasons, mm-hmm. which I get, too, because we're trying to get money to come in. Um, but I don't know. Um, putting on elevated baskets it does it feels weird but so does putting on a shorter basket Mm -hmm. i just i personally would prefer a regulation basket height to be determined and to be have to be part of every pdga tournament i understand it's probably not yeah gonna happen anytime soon just because of how new our sport is and how homegrown it can be where people put in volunteer time and maybe they're not measuring everything they're using things that have been donated for sure you just can't Right. You can't regulate that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the ground might erode away from the yep, basket exactly. position that you've put in. Yeah. You know, a regulation, if you say 36-inch basket or something, might be a 40-inch basket in a year or right. two mm-hmm. or the other way around. I, I don't know if you've noticed. Um, it seems to me that anytime there's an elevated basket, it's usually on a hole that would otherwise be laughably easy right. no, that's for exactly the pro right. tour. That's yeah. exactly right. And that's and that's 100% at Memorial, right? Like. Um, you know, we'll talk about that tournament later. I like watching that tournament though, because it's like, Hey, I could play this course, right? Like it's, it's not as it's not a a Maple Hill or what have you. Um, but which I don't think is a bad thing, but that's totally why I think they have those elevated baskets is to add 
difficulty. Yeah. But again, it's not something that you can like practice for a lot. You can practice the course. And then when you get to that basket, you can even stand at that basket and like practice a bunch, but it's going to change, you know, your, your swing and, mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, but we're also kind of to your other points, like we're never going to get fully away from it unless we don't want baskets on Hills, which would be a total bummer. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I like, you know, again, short person here, but <laughs> I, I don't at all mind the shorter baskets as much. Um, I just, I've adapted page piercing it. Um, is what I call it. And I, I, I do knee putt when it's, uh, lower than usual now because I have had so much more success with that, but I don't know. I mean, it's, I guess it's like part of the sport, but it does just feel strange coming from these other sports we've played where everything is, you know, the same. And it's like, at what point do we decide, okay, this basket's tall enough, right? You know, cause even within elevated baskets, you still have such a big difference between them. Like, uh, yeah, at Centennial that's Park. That's exactly what I was thinking. Like, yeah. look, you have right. to climb up an old tree trunk to right. get your disc out. <laughs> right. Maybe cool. Nova doesn't have to, yeah. but I have <laughs> to climb the tree. Well, <laughs> I think there's three steps on that one. I, I stand yeah. on the first step. Okay. <laughs> well, but to that point, right, if you even have to stand on the first step, I mean, that basket is tall. It's way up there. Yeah. And you can be within, you know, 10 feet of the basket and it's still yeah. really, really, really scary. Oh, yeah. And then there's a ravine right to the yeah. left of it. <laughs> yeah. That basket really, really uh, blows up scores. Yeah. yeah. Because... You know, it's it's reachable in one on a on a great yeah, drive for and sure. uh, two on just drive plus layup. Yeah, right. But then so many people two yeah. putt it. Yeah, yeah. I've played a lot of tournaments uh, there since that new position has been put in on yeah. that tree trunk, and yeah, three out of four uh, two putts. Right. Uh, and usually the one who doesn't two putt either parked the upshot or they 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 just laid up. Right. Yeah. They weren't even gonna bother. And I think as much as a challenging elevated basket can give you a critical decision to make oftentimes it also forecloses that decision mm-hmm. because yeah. if everybody's going to either two putt or lay up and drop in right you're not really making a decision yeah the basket is saying you're putting twice <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah well and, I, and to that point that's why they're there i think on the pro tour is to add some scoring separation but i don't know it just it wasn't something i'd really thought that much in depth about um until watching the memorial this year for whatever reason um and and obviously like Paige Pierce seems to do fine you know the these putters um you know Paul Ricky Eagle they're they're gonna be okay it doesn't seem to mess with their putting stats all that much um I also think they're used to it like how many years haven't they been playing on those courses in those type of elevator but I would that would be a good question to ask one of them, like somebody who's on the disc golf pro tour is, do you approach that as like a shot or just a putt? Well, and are those common in Europe? Elevator baskets? Mm, Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if they're common in Canada or Europe. Yeah. I'm trying to think there's, well, the European open, that last hole has that like really epic basket that's up on true. That's elevated. So, um, that one comes to mind. So I think it, it's a thing, at least there, that I know of. Yeah, at the touring pro level, I have to wonder if geometry comes into it all. Because right. you think about the distances that the tip-top touring pros are putting from. Right. Um, you know, circle one and beyond. Yeah. You know, talking about people who are 50% in circle two or better. Right. When you're 40 feet away from something that's four or five feet higher than usual, 
that's not a large increase in the angle mm. as opposed to being up close mm. to it. Sure. Yeah. If you're 10 or 15 feet away right. from something that's raised up, yeah. it's up above your head and it's right. very intimidating. So if you're, I think if you're used to canning stuff in circle two or beyond, Ricky, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then... You know, from that far away, mm-hmm. that elevated basket really isn't that elevated angle-wise. Yeah, yeah. that's a really good point. Hmm. Well, yeah, listeners, tell us your thoughts on elevated baskets. Um, and, yeah, do you want to talk a little bit more about other kinds of baskets, too? We've had some marksman challenges out here yeah. um, that Launchpad Disc Golf has put on. And Thank you for that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and... Uh, those are kind of fun. Like yeah. that doesn't bother me as much and I'm not it, sure why. It doesn't bother me either. And I think it's because at the end of the day, you're like, okay, so it's just a basket. Right. <laughs> you know, because you look at them and you're like, oh, it's a basket. It just only has inner inner chains and right. the, the landing, um, what, cage is, is smaller. Right. It's like mm-hmm. uh, like the, um, I was following Paul Macbeth on Instagram and mm-hmm. he was draining these putts into a basket with no chains. It was just mm-hmm. the pole. And yep. his goal was just to get yeah. it into the actual. Right cage yeah so like well that, that it just that is how we define a good putt yes mm, yeah. so it doesn't feel weird as opposed to like oh this basket is six feet up in the air yeah fair yeah i i love the skinny baskets mm-hmm. um yeah. because every time they run one of those skinny basket tournaments i win <laughs> i i I'm, I'm undefeated on the skinny baskets <laughs> I, I don't know why it is um yeah but that's cool. I'm I'm a big fan. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there's like the there's always the discussion where people say if the PDGA goes with the skinny baskets, it's going to cost us trillions of dollars right. because yeah. everybody'll have to dig up every disc golf course in the world mm-hmm. and that's an impossible undertaking. Yeah. And I think that that's a ridiculous exaggeration. Yeah. And not just the trillions part. But <laughs> you know, I mean if the if a particular tour or a particular series, whether it's like all the NTs or all the majors yeah. or all the DGPTs or all the whatever, mm-hmm. said, we're going to do the skinny baskets on our tour, then they just, they have a truckload of baskets right. and they drive them around. Yeah. yeah. This is not hard. Yeah. And anybody yeah. who wants to practice on them, they can go get one themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and if, they're more, if anything, they're more cost effective than like for a new course anyway. Sure. Then are they cheaper? They're well, cheaper. They're less material. I, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm broke. I haven't <laughs> been pricing anything. <laughs> they're like at least $70 cheaper, if not more than mm. like, and I'm not talking veteran here. I'm talking like marksman to Patriot in this mm. example. Cause I don't know what the end of a pricing is. You mean yeah. the same in the same build tier yes, or build quality? Build, yes, exactly. Well, it makes sense. So just less material. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. And I think that's like, and I know they had this discussion a couple years ago, but I think that versus the elevated basket seems like a better plan to me. Right. Um, Cause even in but, current baskets, you could just remove the outer chain. Sure. And you don't I, even have to add or anything. The yeah. chain is ridiculously expensive. I don't know if yeah. any of you have gone hmm. chain shopping lately <laughs> in, in no, the ladies I'm, of the chain. I was going to say, we're just called ladies of the chains, but <laughs> I'm just saying you ask people who buy chains, Huh. Chain has gotten really expensive. Interesting. That's all I'm going to say about that. All right. <laughs> uh, so there was another topic that we wanted to talk about today um, in terms of divisions. Uh, Nova, you, you want to kind of introduce that? And uh, Sure, I suppose I could. In the women's divisions, often we'll show up at a tournament. I'm sure both of you have experienced this where you might be the only one or yeah. two or three in a very yeah. small division 
And it's a full field, uh, 90 players on 18 holes, so you got to have cards of five, yeah. which is just a very complicated way of saying who are you going to get stuck with yeah. or who's going to get stuck with us, depending. Yeah. Um, I usually look at it, whichever group is bigger on the card, it's their card. Yeah. But uh, the question is, which other divisions do you like getting lumped in with and which ones don't you like getting lumped in with? And also, I just wanted to point out that this is important enough of a question that mm. the PDGA in the competition manual, the very first thing it says under grouping and sectioning, the very first thing, so it's at the top, which means it's probably the first thing they thought of, or it's the most important, yeah. Yeah. or it's the thing they want you to read first. <laughs> it's a podcast. I'm supposed to repeat myself. <laughs> the very first thing is professional and amateur players... Mm-hmm should not be grouped together. Yeah. Mm. Divisions should be grouped together as much as practicable. Right. And it's if you've got a group of one or a group of two or three, it's right. not practicable always. Yeah. And yeah. I, I get that, but I just wanted to throw it out and yeah. see who's fun to get grouped with, who's not fun to get grouped with. Don't name names. <laughs> you know, don't. Unless they're fun. But yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless I'll, it's positive. I'll name a name because Nova was in my card. I think ever since I, uh, the entire time I've played disc golf, I think Nova's always been pro. Yeah. Um, at least for as long as I've been playing. And I remember that I was in a, I think it was for one of the, a tournament, I'm not going to mention it or the name, but um, it was, Nova was on my card, which yeah. pro and I'm like, okay, I think I was still playing rack. So Nova was on my card, but there were also juniors on my card. Yeah. And I'm like, what is this? What is even happening? <laughs> I, I just, I mean, I just went with it because, I mean, we were, I think Nova right. and I might have been the only women here. I think right. there was maybe one other gal on our card. But other than that, it was a junior boy. Mm-hmm. It was Nova, myself, and it was just the, I think, I think that was it. No, we had two juniors on our card. And this has been a little while. It's been a while. It's been yeah. at least four years since we played this. Oh, tournament. my goodness. At least four yeah. years. And it just seems strange. But one thing that, that, and I get that it feels weird to say this, but I don't like being grouped with juniors. Yeah. I feel like women, we kind of get the quote unquote short end of the stick with that, where we're grouped with juniors because it feels like we'd be we're the maternal best to deal <laughs> with them. And like I myself, I, I don't want to have children. I'm, I don't surround myself by children child around free. children. Yeah. Exactly. I'm child, child free, free yeah. because. You know, it's I want to have conversations that are with adults about things that maybe might be considered adult. Um, sure. You know, just maybe I'll say a curse word here and there. And, I, you know, I don't want a parent angry at me that I said the <laughs> F word in front of their their 12 year old. Well, oh, for sure. I'm friends with a lot of moms and I don't think moms that like find childcare and make all these plans to play a disc golf tournament then want to be necessarily on a card with juniors Absolutely. and like because then it's somebody else's kid exactly yeah. and not not all juniors are the same there's that's true. i can name a bunch of juniors that are just tip top and super chill zero problem playing with them anytime um but it is you know I don't know. I feel like especially something that's not taken into consideration is that the awkwardness of 14-year-old boys that are playing by themselves without a parent or guardian mm-hmm. on a card full of women. Uh, they have to have a parent or guardian. At 14? 
Any juniors? No. I, I think Am it's I 13 and under. Oh, is it 13 and under? We I had so. the, oh, bo- okay. the juniors on our card. He was absolutely no more than 12. Okay. Well, that and was, he was by himself. Well, that was, I, I, they changed that a couple of years ago. So oh, maybe so that maybe was before that. that. Yeah. Okay, okay. That might be it. I mean, I know there was a change, but I don't know the exact year of the change. Yeah. So I'm sure I'm, I was wrong a moment ago, <laughs> but I'm right about this. Yeah. But in 10 years from now, I'll I'm going to realize it was all wrong. I'll yeah. do a fact check. Um, but I just, I don't know, like, I th- I think that that's just not something that's taken into consideration. And I, I think, agree. I Im- imagine TDs, at least for, like, Lupe and I that play intermediate and rec women's, take more into account, like, who are the players maybe that are, like, closer to our ratings and things mm-hmm. like that. And that can just get a little weird. Um, so for us, we're almost always going to be grouped with rec guys. I mean, that's yeah. usually what mm-hmm. happens. And Or the uh, MAs. I think I've been grouped a few times with like really? MA40, MA60. Yeah, yeah, the, the age protected yeah. guys. And that's yeah. pretty chill. Those guys are always yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, it just cool kind of depends. With. Like, I was going to say, like, for me personally, and this is just a experiential thing, when I'm playing intermediate women, I would much rather be paired with the rec women than the rec men. Um, and I've had it both ways yeah. at tournaments. Um, I've played with some wonderful rec men. I've also played with a lot of rec men that did not know the rules and it was their first tournament and you know, it was, a uh, uh, a lot. <laughs> well, I, if you're, if you're accustomed, um, I, I want to do a little compare and contrast. Yeah. If you're accustomed to always playing in cards full of, let's just say your peers. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like you're an MPO. Right. Or if you're in uh, MA1 Advanced. Right. Uh, you are almost always on full cards, yeah. yes. full of your peers. Right. Um, if you're in one of our oddball divisions, because women are weird, <laughs> <laughs> apparently we're the exception, yeah. then we're not always with our peers. Or yeah. there may not yeah. be four more of our peers to make a full card that day. Which means that you have to code switch yes. a lot. Yeah, it's like I'm playing with rec guys. How do I behave? I'm playing with yes. intermediate guys. How do I behave? I'm playing with the advanced yeah. guys. You know what's what are the group norms here? Uh, you, get, I'm not even gonna. I was about to say you get thrown in with open men, but that doesn't happen. No, no. no you know no. why? They're they're special. They yeah. Uh, they don't they don't have to babysit. <laughs> no. Um, and but, and uh, speaking of babysitting, I know that like when I first started, like Nova would say, "Hey, just FYI, blah blah blah." She'd give me some pointers, and I really appreciated that because it felt genuine and like sincere coming from another woman who has been playing mm. for a while. Mm, when right. it's a guy who's just constantly correcting you, yeah, you appreciate it the first few times, and after a while, you're like, "Okay, dude, can I play?" Right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, not naming names. I was in a, I was in a division uh, of one uh, at, at a tournament just because yeah, it was happens. it was a very hard course, mm. and I was in a group of uh, three or four intermediate guys, mm. and I was about three holes into the round, and for about the ninth time, a guy asks me, "What are you going to throw here? How are you going to do this?" Oh, and I said, "I think we're going to throw a frisbee at that basket," <laughs> and he looked. So hurt. <laughs> I was like, oh, she's she's not going to want my input for the rest of the round. Absolutely not. What am I going to do? All of this beer I drank over lunch break is telling me that I'm very important. Yes. And then right there you have another issue where it's you may not feel comfortable. And I know I've been in that situation where I don't feel comfortable saying, hey, 
that's a that's an issue. You can't do this. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. You're you're being very splainy. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I've had, you know, rec guys just start smoking in my face yeah. and, you know, and like, again, most of it, I don't want to discount the positive because there's some wonderful guys that are friends of ours. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like, I don't know if the TD does it. Not all purpose. men. I know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, that's, it's true, yeah. but yeah, we're not yeah. going to say that. Just I think it's worked out just score wise. <laughs> yeah. All, all, you, too, yeah, all the, all the good guys, we're not talking about yeah. you right yes, now. Yes, we are absolutely not. <laughs> if, no. you're, if you're, if you're a good guy and you're feeling hurt, just uh, keep hitting that plus 30 seconds until you get to the next segment. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think we can kind of, in conclusion, this and just give our, you oh. know, here's what we would recommend. Um, so I think. Um, for me, again, uh, when I'm playing intermediate, because I swing back and forth between intermediate and rec, I'm really a rec women player if it's, you know, yeah. a big tournament. Um, I'd rather play with the other women, um, even the junior girls, just because for me and my skill set, it's going to be a better time and we're just kind of that camaraderie. Um, but I know it's going to be the rec guys otherwise, and that's okay. Like they're, they're fine. Uh, most of the time. I know that sounds harsh. They're fine. I know. I didn't mean it like that. They're wonderful. I have played with, yeah, like I said, my friends yeah. just know the rules. Really just know the rules before you play a tournament. Just, just know what, know what you're doing and know the rules. That's it. That's all I ask for. And I, I mean, I'm, I give way more grace to like beginner women. Like, let's be real. Like, absolutely. That's probably a double standard. We're not trying to, to scare anybody off. Well, and, no, but there's a double got, standard. I need to think gotta about grow the sport too. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But I probably need to think about my own double standard when I'm like, dude, you're a dude. Why don't you know it? That's probably not great either. (laughs) Don't do that. Um, Yeah. Lupe, do you have any other thoughts about our division? No, I think you covered them. Like I would much rather 100% play with with women across the age divisions than with men, even if they're junior or rec. Yeah. So Nova, you're our pro. What what's your advice to TDs and things of that nature? Oh, you're putting me on the spot. Yeah. Well, well, realistically, uh, I would like to do it the way the comp manual says and yeah. just group pro with pro. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And the best of FPO are sometimes going to be struggling to keep up with the worst of MPO. Sure. Unless it's like one of those advanced slash pro only tournaments where sure. the divisions are split one day and then the other. Yeah. And then sometimes you'll just have a bunch of kind of really am guys yeah. filling out the bottom of sure. MPO because they just want to play golf that day. Yeah. And then what happens is after round two, FPO gets sorted with the tail draggers of MPO mm-hmm. and it's these guys and they do not have the pro attitude. Mm. Right. And it's uh, there's a culture clash because mm. FPO is there to get paid yeah. and to have fun playing disc golf right. and to get paid. And getting thrown in with the tail draggers of MPO, it's these are usually just fellows who are there to play disc mm-hmm. golf, and that's about that. And there's a little bit of a culture clash. Yeah, I Honestly, if it's just one or two FPO... I tend to get on really well with uh, the Masters and Grandmasters, MP40, MP50. And even uh, sometimes uh, the the M Masters, 40s and 50s, just because, I don't know, there's something about the older men. It's like they've seen it and they don't really have as much to prove as the younger guys. So they seem more chill. Interesting. Or it's like, you know... When, when somebody is 18 or 19 or 20, they might be talking to a woman for the first time in their life. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, 40 or 50 year olds, you know, there's, there's a chance that they've known a couple women and 
we're, we're, we're not as exotic. Yeah, right on. I dig it. Good yeah. discussion, y'all. I dig it. All right, we're going to take a break, and we'll be back with some women's upcoming events. Introducing the 2020 Heartland Women's Series presented by Dynamic Discs. Formed in 2017 in Kansas City and coordinating with women from our bordering states, we provide support and resources to grow women's disc golf in Kansas, Missouri, Nebraska, and Iowa. For the 2020 season, the Heartland Women's Series is proudly presented by Dynamic Discs. The series begins in Kansas City, Missouri on May 9th with the KC Diva Spring FIBA, followed by stops in Des Moines, Omaha, St. Louis, and Lincoln. The series finale will be the Emporia Ladies Open, a two-day B-tier in Emporia. Visit heartlanddiscgolf.com for more information and the full schedule. And we're back with some women's upcoming events. So, uh, yeah, obviously big thing for this year. It is a women's global event year. Uh, women's global event is May 9th. So keep an eye on that. Keep an eye on uh, your local scene. I checked earlier today and there's like 50 tournaments already registered worldwide. There'll be a bunch more. There's like 600 women signed up. The goal is 3000 this year. So, um, yeah, reach out to us with any questions, uh, discgolfforwomen.com. I think we'll probably have some information too. Um, the PDGA is going to be putting out a bunch of stuff they already have. Um, so yeah, I'm, Always excited for the WGE to happen. Um, and hopefully this year I'll be better than two years ago. All right. So <laughs> Nova crushed two years ago, though. It was awesome. Did I? Yeah, you did. Wait, what yeah. was two years ago? That was... Oh my god! Was, was I playing Advance that year? Yes. And okay. Yeah. Took... Yeah. Yeah. That was like that was like my swan song for yeah. Advance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like oh my god, move up! What the heck? That's still super cool. Okay. Anyway, uh, hey, uh, Jenny San Filippo mentioned that the Disc On Ladies League is back, um, and you can find that on Facebook. If you see uh, disc golf women things related to the dolls, D O L L S, that's what. Uh, that is, and Jenny specifically mentioned the Travel League in Rockford, Illinois, at Anna Page, hosted by the Rockford Dolls. Um, in Franklin, Indiana, this is really exciting, uh, a League of Our Own Doubles fundraiser event on March 15th, and that's a fundraiser for the first stop on the Midwest Women's Tour, um, which is Ladies in the Heartland on May 16th. Um, you'll be hearing a bunch more about that in a few weeks when they do um, their episode of this podcast, which I am very, very excited about. Uh, the local KC Friday Traveling League is back. Um, so if you are here in Kansas city and you are a woman person, hit me up. I will meet you at a Friday traveling league. A uh, shout out to our friend, Anna, um, who is often at there as well. And then, uh, Charlotte Christensen mentioned that the Salt Lake city tunnel runners ladies night starts back up on March 23rd with a date night, which is co-ed alternate shot doubles at roots, including drawings for $225 worth of free tournament entry to their WGE event, which is the queen of the hive. And there'll be lady singles following, uh, the following week on March 30th at Taylorsville and check Facebook for more information and locations about that. Uh, the Lawns Peak Disc Golf Club, I'm really excited about this, is launching women's tags at their annual first tags event, um, which happened today. So sorry about that. But those of you in Longmont, Colorado, um, yeah, there's women's tags out there now for the Lawns Peak Disc Golf Club. So get on out there and play. Check that out. And the Lansing Area Women's League 2020 is starting on March 23rd. Aaron Oakley made us aware of that. And then uh, the women of DGOD, which is Disc Golf or Die in Portland, are hosting a Rain or Shine round on March 21st at the Lunchtime Disc 
course. Uh, that is an event on Facebook that you can check out. And if you're in the Portland area, definitely check out the women of DGOD. They are super rad. All right, so let's do a little FPO wrap-up. We've had a couple big tournaments so far this year, and they were really, really exciting. Um, so the Las Vegas Challenge, uh, Paige Pierce didn't play that one, but the you know very exciting that Henna and Evelina are over here already playing. Um, and Katrina Allen won that one, uh, one stroke over Evelina, who was in second place, one stroke over Henna, that was in third place. Um, did you ever watch any of the Las Vegas Challenge? I watched yeah, a little bit. Pretty but... much all of it. Okay, nice. Tell us things, Nova. <laughs> well, I rather enjoyed it. It's one of my yeah. favorite A tiers to watch in, nice. uh, in the early in the early part of the season. Yeah. I think it benefits a lot. From really being the first one out of the gate yeah. after uh, after a long winter, everybody's yeah. very excited, and they're very willing to watch disc golf on a a, a wide open yeah <laughs> brown <laughs> right ball golf course <laughs> in Las Vegas right yeah yeah that's good um, cool you 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 wanted me to talk about the play of the disc golf yeah, though, you didn't talk you? About whatever you want. No, care. I think that's a great point because when you're disc golf starved over the yeah. winter, wake from your hibernation, you'll take anything. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's really smart marketing yeah, uh, doing it, really it right is. then because in the middle of the summer, right. I think people would just shoot right past it. Also yeah. Las Vegas in July. That, no, that's going to be warm. Play. Yeah. Cool. Well, and then I, I really wanted to talk about the memorial, um, from a few different aspects. So obviously Paige Pierce just had a ridiculous tournament. So cool. Right now, all four uh, rounds are thousand rated or higher, which is super cool. Uh, her fourth round is a, was a measly thousand. So I don't know if that'll stay there. Yeah. Is this, is this the part of this season where we ask if Paige Pierce is, <laughs> is done yet again? Cause the, isn't that every spring and isn't that every spring where we say, is, right. th is this the year Paige Pierce is done and somebody else <laughs> takes over because I, this feels familiar. Yeah, such a dominating win. Uh, had a 1057 rated third round. Um, that's on the YouTubes that you can watch. And I just, I think it's great. I think it's great for her. I think it's great for Discraft. I think Discraft is going to sell a lot of discs before the, because of this. And I think mm -hmm. that's really important because that's how pros get paid right now. Yep. And uh, yeah, you get paid, man. That's awesome. I yeah. like it. Yeah. Anybody that's bent playing disc golf and talking to people, I'm sure you've noticed it too. Everybody is buying a lot of Discraft discs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know what the return is, but I'm fairly sure they've already made back oh, for sure. all of the signing money. Yeah. Well, what timing? Like, we already know Paul um, Macbeth isn't going to be able to play the entire season because of his ankle from mm -hmm. what he yep. said. And, and, you know, he's maybe on the struggle bus a little bit. And obviously last year he had just this insane season. So for, for Paige to be able to kind of come out for them, I think is, is really cool. Yeah. I haven't bought a Discraft disc yet, but it's on the it's it's on <laughs> the, the list. list. But I don't know what to get yet, so I'll zone. take any input. You I don't love know. the zone. Uh, here's the thing: I know, I know I nothing about them. I am <laughs> I am contractually obligated okay, not so, to know anything about well, them. I believe you can now go to PagePierce.com, and oh. she's got like all her stuff and. I'll have to check that out because throwing. I can't leave my harp. I love my I harp. I know. I love it so I much. I know. It's true. My BT medium harp. <laughs> anyway. I, I have heard that they're very fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jennifer Allen had a magnificent 
uh, tournament. She lives there in Arizona now, and she was she was slaying. She I um, saw her make some great throws, some great putts. Um, so she played great. Uh, Henna jumped up into third there. Um, so that was really cool. Uh, so Nova, I caught you in the chat there a little bit. Um, during the live coverage, sure, the I've, YouTube <laughs> chat that shall not be mentioned allegedly. Yeah. Oh my gosh. yeah, every yeah every now and then I oh. run out of aluminum foil to chew, so <laughs> yes. I, I hop into YouTube chat and that gives me the same experience. John, allegedly, I'm stealing this from Johnny V, but I had the exact same thought because I've I've got a you know the band hammer in there, and my gosh, it's like playing whack a mole. Like it's oh just, my gosh. it was. It was it, it was rough. It's honestly less toxic um, than Twitch chat. So, whatever is whatever is happening below the surface, where you're banning, yeah. banning, banning, <laughs> it's doing a very good job of not showing to regular good. not moderators That's like me. Hear. Okay, because good night. Anyway, um, <laughs> so yeah, what do you what do you think about the new format in terms of the women playing later? We're getting like oh yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting because we're giving up an entire women's round. Like, we're not getting to see the whole round. Sure, sure. But we're getting to see kind of a little bit of the front nine and then kind of mostly all of the back nine. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think it's I think it's a step in the right direction. Yeah. And I think that at the memorial, they were ironing out technical kinks. You, sure. could, you could see how this was improving from round yeah. to round to yeah. round to round over the course of the tournament. And I think it's really going to be dialed in over the next tournament or so. Yeah. Yeah. Because this was a brand new test right. of some new people and some returning crew, sure. like JVD's on the board again. Right. But you've got a change of ownership at DGPT, for example. Right. And if you look at the way it was this time last year, yeah. I I think right. it's already a thousand percent better. Yeah. But with, as far as MPO and FPO being... Nearly the same time. Yeah. I think for a lot of reasons related to playing disc golf, mm. it is a huge improvement for FPO. Mm. And I can get into that if you want after this. Yeah. But as far as for watching disc golf, yeah. I think it's terrific. Um, it's no longer a seven and a half right. or eight hour long right. marathon <laughs> of live disc golf to yeah. watch all of one round and then all of the other. Right. And I think the goal... And correct me if I'm wrong. I think the goal was to eventually have picture in picture, yeah, and switching back and forth as right. switching back and forth right. as appropriate, right. So that when one group right. is on backup, the other right. group is featured prominently, sure. and vice versa. Yeah. And I think they were getting better and better at yeah. that over rounds two, three, and four. And I expect that there's not going to be any brain drain between tournaments. Right. It's going to be the JVD on the switcher right. every all, every time, for example. Right. So I think that's only going to get better and smoother, and it's going to seem less hitchy and less stop and starty than it has seemed so far. Yeah. So I'm very optimistic for the way yeah. things are going. Yeah. Uh, for a watching disc golf point of view. Yeah, and like the like, let's be you know real. And, you know, the, the viewership dropped by about half um, when it was all just FPO. However, because the viewership numbers started at a higher amount when people were there watching MPO and then some MPO and FPO, the numbers were still very good for those that stuck around for FPO. Um, so, yeah, I'll be kind of interested 
to see how that continues to go and, and, and what the, the touring pros, you know, feel about it. Uh, yeah. What do you think about it as an FPO player okay. starting later in the day like that? Well, I'm only going to be playing one DGPT so yeah, far this sure, year uh, sure. that I've signed up for, and that's Ledgestone. Right. And honestly, it's because I'm broke. But right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if somebody kickstarted me like $300, like tomorrow, you know, I would totally go down to Jonesboro. Right. But uh <clears throat> That's my first name and my last name, <laughs> gmail.com. <laughs> I will make some discs and put your name on them. Anyway, where was I? I think it's uh, I think it's terrific because most of the places in the summertime or the springtime, it is really dewy yeah. at 7.30 mm-hmm. in the morning. That's such a good point. And it is a different experience playing disc golf at 1 in the afternoon when the dew is gone. Yeah. yeah. And the skies are cleared, and yeah. the sun is up high, mm-hmm. as opposed to playing first thing in the morning. It's mm. colder, the ground is dewy, which means yeah. drying off your disc after every single mm-hmm. throw. Yeah. And if you're at a tournament that's got temporary tee pads, um, they're going to get wet. Right. And right. if it's the temp tee pads that are a sheet of half inch industrial rubber that's thrown <laughs> out on the ground, yeah. you get those things wet. You're roller skating. Right. It's it's ridiculous. Right. Mm-hmm. And then. And then I've been at tournaments where they say, well, we'll put aside, we'll flag next to the temp tee pad too. And yeah. you can throw from there if you don't like the the wet rubber. Uh, but the problem is only the first card that comes through gets grass. Yeah, Every right. group that comes through right. gets dewy grass and mud right. that's churned up into yeah. eh. Yeah, yep, for sure. Hmm. So yeah. absolutely, just from a footing standpoint, yeah. very excited for afternoons. Right. Also, and personally... I am not a morning person. Right. That's what I was going to say. Like, <laughs> sleeping no. in sounds pretty good. Yeah, you look, at, you look at my 7.30 rounds, my front nines are all right. terrible. Right. <laughs> Just miserable. I feel that. And it's because I'm not awake yet. Yeah, I dig it. I did want to give a shout out to Luke Sandvik. So Luke is from, and I think I'm saying her name more right now, uh, Norway. And this is her first season, you know, touring out here. She just... Uh, got sponsored by Prodigy, and she's two for two on making cash, um, which is fantastic because I would imagine if you travel halfway around the world to tour, making cash is probably extremely helpful, but also good on her, man, for you know jumping in and, and crushing it like that. Um, I also wanted to shout out to uh, Callie McMorrin and Haley King. Um, they're these young up-and-coming players that were out on tour uh, for most of last year. Uh, and they're they're doing pretty well. They're two for two on cash too. Mm-hmm. Um, so excited to see them continue yeah. to develop. Yeah, Haley King um, is in my thoughts a lot. Yeah, because uh, if I'm not playing disc golf and the sun is setting and it's behind me, <laughs> uh, when my hair is sticking out under my hat, my shadow looks just like <laughs> Haley King. And I'm just walking. I can yeah. just kind of look at my shadow and go, Yeah, yeah, that's that's. Me. She's fun to watch. <laughs> her form is really cool, and uh, yeah, she just crushes. And her putting is like bananas it's true um, so hopefully i i would imagine they'll continue to do good things and we'll get to see them on coverage some more so good stuff all right so that brings us to the end of episode one of season three and to our shout out section lupe do you have some shout outs that you'd like to shout absolutely 
I'm not going to shout them out, though. Okay, good point. But I do have shout-outs. Um, I really want to give a shout-out to Crispian and Rhonda um, with the Kansas City Disc Golf Divas. They're already mm-hmm. in motion with uh, yeah. fundraising taco bars left yep. and right <laughs> and uh, selling raffle tickets. It's just, it takes a whole village to put together um, my favorite women's disc golf tournament yeah. of the year. And... I'm just really glad that we have people who are very passionate, like those two, who are working week after week to make this work. For sure. I sat in on one of the planning meetings uh, for a a Diva Fiva, Mm -hmm. and I was really intimidated by how good everybody (laughs) was. I was... They've been doing this a minute. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. Because yeah, yeah, I in my spare time I like to think that I'm pretty good at just stuff. And then <laughs> yeah. I sat in on that meeting and I was like, I am terrible at everything. <laughs> yeah, and they 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 have their act together. It's really impressive to absolutely. see. Absolutely, and Ben too. Yeah. I know they're working really for hard sure. to to get um, Paradise Point ready to go yeah. for the well, our new place here in Kansas City yeah. for the. Uh, Disc Golf Divas Tournament. That so is correct. That'll be exciting. And Taco Bell, Taco Bars left and right sounds like my happy place. So <laughs> I'm in for that. Nova, shout outs. I'd like to give a shout out to Kim Janola, who was supposed Yay. to be here today, but she is sick with the baloney virus. And <laughs> oh. now she was out of town right. on a business I trip until Friday evening when I picked her up from the airport. And then on one night's sleep, after traveling and living from a hotel room for three weeks, yeah. she played the Can You Ico with us yesterday. And I, maniac. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we, we woke up this morning and uh, she was not well. Oh, and no. she was supposed to be in studio today. So, yes, get better, Kim. Yeah, get well yes. soon, Kim. And I'll see you in about an hour when I get home. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Ladies of the Chains Disc Golf Podcast. Hey, our Patreon is still a thing. Uh, you can go to Patreon, search for Ladies of the Chains, and find us if you'd like to support the podcast. Uh, starting in a couple months after our costs for uh, hosting, we are going to be donating to different disc golf causes, our Patreon. Also, I have some merch, so if you would like a t-shirt or a hat, reach out, and we can make like that happen for you. Yeah. Uh, thank you, as always, to DZ Discs, where the disc you see is the disc you get. Use the code GUITAR at checkout for a discount. All right. I hope everyone has a wonderful week. I hope you get out and play. Enjoy the uh, the extra light that we now have each day. Woo-hoo. And we will be back next week with a brand new episode coming out of Hawaii. I'm really excited for that one. So definitely be sure to check in next week. And we'll see you next time here on Blades of the Chains. It's all podcast.